everybody, how's it going? I know it's not that long since I recorded But I've got a lot of stuff going on in my head And I feel like getting it out of my head and onto tape First of all, wow The view where I'm standing right now is unbelievable I'm up in the forestry again, I've just climbed that beast of a hill And it's hot, honestly I was trying to guess what the temperature was and I came up with a figure of 18 degrees Celsius I just checked dark sky on my phone and it said it's 12 degrees Celsius it's going to reach a high of 15 degrees eh, not 15, 13 degrees by 5pm this afternoon it's now half past 3 so it just shows you how Scottish people just don't really get on with the heat that well I feel like I'm melting but I'm telling you man it's good it's so good and being in lockdown it doesn't seem that much of a grind when you've got this on your doorstep and I know how lucky I am I know there's lots and lots and lots of people who don't have access to this kind of scenery and Isolated scenery because I haven't seen a single soul So I've been doing a lot of thinking this weekend It's now Sunday Is it the 19th? Yes it is, it's the 19th of April <sighs> Boris just announced another three weeks of isolation On Thursday I think it was And I've been listening a lot to the London Real podcast with Brian Rose. I did speak about the David Icke one on a recent broadcast and on my most recent one I talked about a book that I just finished called Grit and it's all swirling around in my head. There's a podcast with Bruce gosh what was his name? Bruce Lipman I want to say it's at londonreal.tv and it talked about all sorts of things all sorts of things that have been in my mind really since, well, for years actually if I'm honest and I'm now listening to another one with a guy called let me just look it up so I don't get it wrong Joe Dispenza so these two people they kind of cross over a lot in what they talk about and that's how stress and fear are the things which are holding us back. Now, I mean, it's not like this is anything new to me. I've always known this. But what's been going through my mind, particularly yesterday, was what is it that's stopping me from actually achieving the things that I want to achieve. And it seems like it's me. It seems like I'm holding myself back. And I did speak about being kind to myself the other day. And that is important. And I've got to the stage where now I feel like I'm feeling the most decompressed that I have felt for years. Which is caused, I would imagine, 
to a large degree by the isolation. I'm not sure whether I'm feeling stress or fear or anxiety because of the pandemic. My head is telling me no. My heart is telling me I don't know. I would like to say no. I feel like I'm not stressed because of the pandemic and I'm trying to think of it as an opportunity. And the more I listen to these kinds of positive interviews, the more I come to understand something which I've always kind of known, which is that I am in control of my own destiny, as we all are. And, you know, I've always believed that, but then I've always got in my own way. A big part of getting in my own way has been the depressed state that I have been experiencing for 18 months now. And it's, it feels like I have what's required to get me back to a state of equilibrium without medication. Well, let me just give you an anecdote. Back in 2010, I want to say, I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and I was put on to metformin for sugar control. I was put on to, uh, I can't remember the names of them all now, blood pressure pills and cholesterol pills, you know the ones. And also at that time I was on citalopram, that was my first experience with citalopram. Now, the names of those pills aren't in my head anymore. So I was on quite a cocktail. I was overweight, I was unfit, much as I am now, actually. And I think I went for about a year on all of that medication. And there was one day, it was round about the time of, I think it was Barack Obama's inauguration, when I was at the post office and I put the inauguration on on my laptop. It was just after closing time, local UK time, so it must have been 5pm. And in the post office we sold pick and mix sweets and we sold chocolate bars. And what I used to do was I used to close the shop at night and then just pig out. And I pigged out so much that night that I made myself ill. And the next day I said, no more. And it actually stuck. It was like a switch in my head. I had had enough. It's like they say in AA, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And that's what happened. So, overnight I stopped all of the meds. And I know that was a pretty, a pretty dangerous thing to do. Especially now, given how I'm feeling that I'm coming off this Talopram. Very slowly, I can feel the the effects of that. But I did it anyway. And at that time I'd been listening to quite a lot of podcasts from Dan Benjamin where he, he would often speak about the paleo diet and also about meditation and Buddhism. So I didn't follow the meditation path, but I did start researching paleo. And so when I made that switch in my head, I already kind of knew where to turn to. So I started reading books 
about the paleo diet. It all seemed to make sense to me, but there is that confirmation bias, isn't there? When you've when you've decided something and you read things that confirm it, you know you tend to believe that rather than anything that goes against it. So, you know, I'm aware of that. But I changed my diet. I started exercising, which was pretty much exclusively dog walking, which is still the exclusive exercise that I get with the same dogs I'm pleased to say and I started to lose weight I started to lose weight quite quickly actually and it got to the point where everybody was commenting that met me Cams have you lost weight? it was noticeable I actually had to change my wardrobe and I went down from a 30 I had a pair of jeans that were 38 waist I ended up having to buy a new suit with trousers that were a 30 waist. Crazy, isn't it? And I think I stayed on that diet for, I want to say 18 months, maybe two years. And slowly, 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 insidiously, I would like to say, I started to slip. And it was it was almost imperceptible. I would maybe have a pizza for my birthday. I would allow myself a pizza. Now, I understand about the, the switch in the mind. And I had really come to believe that it was not a diet, but it was a way of life. And that belief must have begun to slip. And I ended up... Well, I've ended up here, where I am. Back on metformin. Back on antidepressants. Not still on cholesterol pills, but that's because I'm a stubborn arse and the nurse has been trying to put me on them for probably three years now and I keep refusing. Statins, that's what they're called. Deadly statins. Which is the name of a Facebook group that I joined years ago. Or killer statins or something like that. And so, yes, the switch slowly started to slide back and it's, it's an I.O. switch. It's on or it's off. There's no in-between. You're either following the path or you're going the opposite way. There's no deviation. So the weight started to climb back up. The sugars... In fact, I got to the point where... One day I had a a blood test taken and the nurse quizzed me and said, are you sure that you weren't misdiagnosed? Because my sugars had been so good for such a long period of time on no medication. So now, let's fast forward to today. We're listening to these interviews all about fear and about mindset. About stress and about how to hack your own your own mindset and this is me paraphrasing what I've been listening to bear in mind I'm only 10 minutes into the the second episode I just spoke about which was the Joe Dispenza one but just before I stopped recording sorry just before I stopped listening to do this recording He spoke about three types of stress, physical stress, chemical stress 
and emotional stress and all of these can lead can lead you to a lack of balance between the body and the mind and my goal is to achieve balance between the body and the mind to reach a sense of equilibrium and so you know what was getting to me yesterday was in fact I think I spoke about this the last time I recorded was about how I seem now unable to follow things through to their conclusion I feel in many ways like I'm floundering around in the pool and my attention is being drawn in all sorts of directions and I end up not actually getting anywhere so I'm trying to figure out how to how to fix that so health wise which would be the the physical disequilibrium if that's a word I need to get myself off the food that's bad for me I need to get myself up this hill more often I would actually like to start swimming again in fact I wrote this in my diary yesterday my goal would be to have a house that wasn't cluttered that was big enough that I could have an office and not just a kitchen table that I could afford a personal trainer and a gym membership I think that would do it actually but that would never happen I would need to get revenue first that would allow me to afford that so how do I do that? Well, isn't that the question? I'm freelance. I've been self-employed really since, let me think. Joined the army at 16 in 1989. University degree since, let's say, 2001. I finished my first graduate job in May 2001. And I've been freelance ever since. So... I've always managed to get by, which shows a kind of determination, shows a bit of grit. I know from having analysed my background on my most recent podcast that I do have grit, I do have stamina, I do have staying power, tenacity, perseverance. These are all skills that I have, but that seem for the moment to have temporarily left me. So I need to get those back into my life and I can do that by changing my mind patterns. Affirmations, that's one that I used to hear a lot of people talk about and think it was all woo-woo, hippie, hippie rubbish, you know. And I now know that that's not the case. In fact, as a case in point, my sobriety is proof that you can control the mind. Alcoholism, picking up alcohol, is a problem of the mind. As are all addictions. Of course there are physical parts to it. But the it's the mental part that keeps you going back to it when the physical pain has gone away. So I know from experience, and you can call it brainwashing because that's perhaps what it is, although that has a kind of negative connotation. But I know that you can train the mind through repetition, neural pathways, 
you can change belief systems. And one of the things that, the, what's his name, Bruce Lipton spoke about when they were discussing this on the interview was about people who could walk across hot coals, which comes down to a belief system. He said, if you forget for one instant and you let your subconscious creep in, your subconscious, which tells you that coals are hot, they're going to burn you. And, you know, I don't understand the physics of that, but I do understand the the mindset behind that. So what I'm saying is it's down to me to change my mindset, to flip that switch, to get myself to a state where... I can achieve my goals and of course I can only achieve my goals if I've set down what my goals actually are and worked out a pathway to get to them and that's something I haven't done either so I get up in the morning and I engage in busy work along with the numerous distractions that come with that and I feel you know I tell myself Okay, today I'm going to do so many hours of this course. I'm going to tomorrow. I'm going to read this book, and once I've got the knowledge from all of these things, I'll be able to to start working towards my goals. And that's not really achieving anything. It's just busy work, and it's not pointless busy work. I am actually gaining knowledge through these courses and books and and what have you but they're not really moving the needle which is a a metaphor I keep hearing a lot these days the things that I'm doing are not moving the needle closer to achieving my goals so it's Sunday it's beautiful I can do that fake mindset thing of taking Monday as a new start because that's kind of how we've been conditioned, isn't it? Oh, I will just touch also upon a book that I have not yet finished. Uh, To get back to books, this is not a coursework book. This is a book that was recommended quite strongly by a friend of mine who kept hassling me to give it back when I'd finished it. And Well, I haven't finished it yet. And then he said, well, I'm really disappointed. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, man. So he was guilt tripping me into reading it, but <laughs> he has my best interests at heart. So I'm just over halfway through, and the book is called I'm Okay, You're Okay. And it looks into the parent, adult, child in all of us. And it talks about trauma, it talks about subconscious conditioning. And that's exactly what. Bruce Lipton was talking about about how up until the age of seven everything that that happens around you conditions you into the person you're going to become subconsciously so through the actions of your parents not what they say but what they do you get conditioned through that etc 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 so these are things that they remain in your subconscious and they will almost drive you in some ways 
to do things you don't want to do. Let's take addiction, you know, as an example of where trauma can, can take you. Into depression, into all sorts of bad behaviour that in your rational daylight moments you say to yourself, why would I ever do that or say that or think that? Because that's not who I am. Do you know what I mean? So, once I finish my bullet journal book, which I'm enjoying because at the in the last section where I am right now, I've got about maybe 20, 25 pages to go, and it's talking about setting goals and working towards goals and getting the thoughts, the busyness out of your head and onto paper. And I love paper. I love pens. I love stationery of all sorts. So it's kind of in my wheelhouse, but, you know, when I went freelance, November, December, I started buying different planners, different pens, trying out different systems, and none of them really stuck. Except for one, which is daily writing of a journal, which, understandably, I don't struggle with so badly because I've been writing a journal since 1986, on and off. So it's a habit, an atomic habit, you might call it. And it's helping not so much because of what I'm getting out of my head, but because just the joy of writing with a nice pen on nice paper, choosing inks, using different pens on a daily basis, (coughs) that sort of thing. I'm trying to employ a bit of mindfulness there. As I've also been doing this week, sitting outside on the deck and listening to the birds. So that's what I mean when I say I'm being kind to myself. Trying to to get some gratitude into my life. And that's what I'm talking about with the affirmations when I spoke earlier about how I always thought that was kind of hippy-dippy bull. I can actually understand it and start to employ it in my life. I can get rid of the negative thoughts I can stop them in their tracks not always of course but I can be aware of when I'm not doing it and awareness, boy oh boy I could do a whole show on awareness (laughs) but I think I've talked for long enough I'll just finish and close by saying that this morning I sat down and worked out how to use a piece of software called ConvertBox which is a a blob of software that will put pop-ups on my website because this is where I see myself going is, is in marketing and I know that I've got the skill set and the mind the type of the type of mind that will that means I can excel at that if I choose to so my point is this I am going to start to promote this podcast because Although it has value to me, uh, not although, it has value to me, but I feel like it's also valuable to other people. And so, to that end, I'm going to, I'm going to stop hiding it away. I'm going to start putting it out there because at the end of the day, you know, who really cares? I know it's very, very personal. But perhaps that's what gives it its strength. I don't know. I would appreciate some feedback on that if you would care to. That would be amazing. But I'm going to start to use my 
my new software subscriptions and the skills that I've been reading about to try and market this podcast and learn how to do lead generation and build a list and all of that sort of stuff because I need to know how to do it and if I can't do it for myself how am I going to be able to do it for clients so if you are listening to this go to camscampbell.com that's going to be the command centre I think for all of my web properties all of my digital properties I've already set up a pop-up there, but of course it's going to change over time as I learn more about how to get it to do what I would like to do, and also once I learn about what it can actually do. (laughs) So go there. I'll probably start posting this podcast on that website as a blog. It's funny that I was going to do it on sunbane.com, which has been my blog for... Gosh, since Vox was a service, which was run by a list apart. I used to love Vox. I made some great friends on there before I joined Facebook. I think that's what killed Vox for me. In fact, that's what killed Vox, because it's no longer around. But that would have been something like 2006, probably. Anyway, go to camscampbell.com and check out sunbane.com as well. It might move over there, but I'll be sure to keep you informed on this recording of of where it goes. And uh, thank you for listening. Gosh, 25 minutes I've rambled on for today. If you got to the end, thank you. I'll speak to you all again very soon. Bye for now. (laughs)